fucking that little line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, you know, good they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. There's a word you're probably going to have to get used to in the coming months. Um, I don't like the way things are looking right now, and uh, you know the bits that are, you know, fluttering away. Apologies. Um, uh, <laughs> what was I saying? Uh, yeah, the bits that are fluttering across my desk right now, you say, I don't, you know, if I'm feeling the pulse of the patient, it doesn't, it doesn't feel particularly uh, stable to me right now. And so we're going to take a look. Of course, we have to look at Ukraine, Ukraine, Zog War, Zog War Free. That's what it should be called. Um and then we're gonna, I'm gonna try and take a chunk out that um, SARS proteome paper and amyloids. Um, I think it's important. I've promised that I'll go through it and give um, my thoughts on it. So I think this is as good a time as any to do that. So um, yeah, I just wanna say uh, I should update the uh, funding PNG, but uh, it is, uh, I did reach my goal for the month. So. Um, 
I can reset it. <laughs> it's the first. It's the first today, right? <laughs> Let me just do that. Um, so, yeah, I did make the goal uh, yesterday. So thank you to those that did. And now it's a new goal. <laughs> keep the... Uh, Keep the dock uh, in the fight, as it were. So let's uh, let's get on because, I, like I said, the, the paper is quite long. Uh, my voice is um, in not so good uh, form at the moment. Still the twenty eighth here. Okay, <laughs> it's still my son's birthday. Nice. Uh, okay, so the uh, let's. This oh god, let me just <laughs> just quick screen okay, I think it should be right. Yeah, okay. Um <laughs> I didn't I thought this one was apropos. Uh apparently uh one of our top top tier <laughs> raccoon spec ops is uh is getting some uh yeah, he's getting some serious boosts lately. Uh shout out to you've been nudged. Um, really, really hitting at home at the moment. So, uh, bravo to him. And I want to. Hang on a second. Wait, wait, wait. All right. So. <laughs> You've wandered in here and wondering who I am. Why would I be speaking into an oversized microphone giving the illusion to entertainment? <laughs> My name is Dr. Kevin McCann. I am part of a ragtag bunch that's trying to warn you right now that you stand in perilous times. And you might have faith in the Lord, etc. And uh, your dean is with Allah. You still got to walk through that shadow, okay? And you're walking through the shadow. And hopefully there are um, proper lights that can guide you, the, uh, the luminaries in the sky. And hopefully I can enable you to navigate what is a very treacherous terrain in this whatever you want to call it war <laughs> I've, I've run out of unified field wankathon jokes for uh, the the number of degrees of freedom and dimensions that we can apply to a complex data set so uh, whatever whatever you want to call the war and oh, why yeah I noticed my chat box I apologize to Charles for um, having the chat box misplaced uh, in the last parts of yesterday's stream. But you know what? Um, it's the information that was conveyed by sound. You didn't. You don't need the optical input so much. The, all the information was embedded within the, uh, the auditory frequency, funnily enough. And... Uh, what do they say? Life just being a vibration, etc. If you want to get all spiritual and woo with me. All right. So, um, yeah, if you want to find out who I am, uh, see that I'm legit. I do. <laughs> I, I did do. Not anymore. Uh, I am um, just medically retired. Put it that way. And the uh, you can go there. I, I like this because it's just metric and uh, it gives you some idea of 
what you're dealing with. And of course, in this type of uh, information, oh, I'm not on the screen, am I as well? <laughs> so much for, uh, you know what, I wasn't going to stream today, but just the stuff that dropped on the uh, on my doorsteps, I was just like, ah, get off, get off your lazy backside. Other other people don't have that luxury, and uh, neither neither probably should I at this uh, these moments in time. So, um, hey, come on! Oh no, I clicked the wrong thing. <laughs> ah, boomer moment. Where is it? Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. Why? I've had this. I, I need to update. To update. OBS. All right. Is that working? Yes. There we go. Um. So, if you if you want as many high quality sources as possible during this, what is essentially a fight for your soul, and your generations to come their soul um please think about uh, funding uh, this information stream um if you don't mind supporting corporations that give space to trannies cam girls and other degenerates uh, you can give a patreon um kev really loves it if you hit that wtyl.live tip jar fauci.monster if you can't remember it and uh, dream fags of gay pal uh, should you swing that way? All the information is down below if you're watching on Rumble. And I will keep an eye. I keep a very close eye on uh, the chat if questions come up. And if I am if I miss a question and if you've sent a dono, et cetera, and you wanted a question asked, I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. Uh, you can join our Discord there and you can get an email if you would like. You can also watch the stream on the website. It's... Um, it's all there. Should you not wish to give your mo oh, money? Yeah, well, you know, what is money? Um, some some would say in higher dimension space, it's just another another description of information uh, flow, etc. Um, right. So let's uh, move on. So I don't uh, I don't just spurg all that money on a lavish lifestyle. No, the doc lives a very very humble existence with three small children and because because i think we can't trust corporations in the current environment never trust them never trust a zombie right <laughs> most of that goes into our streaming platform video on demand if you want to stream on there please please do um it's uh, just got to sign up and uh we'll, we'll see if you uh, make the grade or not but uh, yes, uh, you can upload videos and um, we're, we're, we're trying to make an effort to aggregate hard, hard to get at information, right? I guess another um, offshoot of bit shoot, I guess, something, something like that, but with live streaming. And I think the, the, more, the more we have of these devices to our hands, the harder it gets for them to memory hold shit, okay? And memory holding is uh, a big part of how they're engaging this war upon you, okay? Or, or censorship, outright censorship. And the thing is, um, Operation COVID was a stunning success for them. And now you 
peons are allowed to talk about it. They'll even let you mention laboratories peon. <laughs> you, uh, you can mention that sacred word now, and th- 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 they don't care. Next, next phases are coming. So, um, yes, there's that. Now, this obviously is a big development. I haven't. I just saw the headlines. I'm thinking. Well, uh, once top military commanders uh, get uh, the chop, it usually means that things aren't going that well. And presumably, the, <laughs> the meat grinder that is Bakhmut is uh, running out of. Uh, well, at this, at this point, I don't think there's volunteers uh, and. It's it's those it's those who just uh, unfortunate to be on the shitty end of the <laughs> of the karma stick, I guess. So yeah, um, I want to watch this story. Let's let's see how CNN spins uh, impending military collapse uh, in Bakhmut, or at least the military top military getting uh, relieved of their position turnover and triage in ukraine today a shakeup at the top of ukraine's military ranks president zelensky dismissing the commander of joint force operations mr zelensky did not explain why or why now as this leadership shuffle collides with a new russian offensive over <laughs> what's with the uh, he's he's got rid of the uh, ss uh, SS symbolism, it's now United 24. He can fuck right off. <laughs> Just off the bat, fuck Ukraine. Fuck Ukraine and the fact that they've let themselves be used by the Zog war machine. Fuck them. Fuck them. You should be more discerning. <laughs> I, I get it, man. Right? You can you can all get taken for a ride sometimes. Right? <laughs> it happens, happens to us all. But... Uh, in in this particular instance, well, you uh, well the Ukrainians just got <laughs> they just got shafted by by wait for it wait for it the Jew oligarchs literally literally that's what you're looking at there on the screen a a, a, a performative one right he is a puppet it's literally literally an actor overnight. A staggered drone assault. 14 Iranian-made unmanned attack aircraft buzzing over Kyiv. Ukrainian air defenses say they... Kiev! Kiev! You fucks! Stop fucking with the language! Shot down 11 of those drones. In Ukraine south and east, (laughs) Moscow trying to fracture the line. Russia launching 81 artillery strikes over the last 24 hours. Russia hopes the bombing frenzy chokes off Ukrainian forces in and around Bakhmut and breaks a battlefield stalemate. Let's begin in eastern Ukraine with CNN's Alex Marquardt with the latest from the battlefield. Alex. Well, John, absolutely right. A, a pivotal moment in this fight. Uh, and as we uh, focus on, on the fighting in the east, we have also been reminded that Russia continues to try to bomb cities all across Ukraine with drones. Uh, overnight, at least two people killed in the city of Kremlinitsky, that is in southwestern Ukraine, very far from the front line. They were both first responders who were responding to an earlier strike by a drone, a so-called double tap attack. Then there were some 11 drones that were sent over Kiev. Nine of those shot down. They were sent in at least two waves. Kiev. You mean Kiev. Waves and the air raid sirens in Kiev ringing out for some five and a half hours. 
a reminder that even as life continues relatively normally in many cities all across the country, there is the constant possibility that those cities may be attacked by drone. But the fiercest fighting, John, is taking place in the eastern part of the country, particularly around the eastern city uh, of Bakhmut. It does appear that Russian forces, primarily from the Wagner mercenary group, are making some progress. They claim that they have taken several villages north of the city as they try to encircle it. Uh, Ukrainian forces say that they are standing their ground. Um, that they are repelling attacks. We have not heard any talk from the highest levels of the Ukrainian government about surrendering uh, the city, but President Zelensky softening his tone on that. Yeah, they'll fight. Fight to the last Ukrainian. Those poor bastards. Poor, poor bastards. And in some instances, your orders will be, you don't retreat. You, you fight. You fight till you get taken. And no doubt, should they, uh, <laughs> should they try to retreat, uh, they'll get even worse treatment at the hands of uh, the Ukrainian authorities. That saying uh, that he will not defend it at all costs. We're watching that very carefully at the same time as this general whose area of command was much of the east, Major General Edward Moskalov, uh, was dismissed by a presidential decree with little explanation from President Zelensky's office. John. Alex Marquardt, live for us on the ground in Ukraine. Alex, thanks for that update. Let's get some important perspective now from the former direct, direct, deputy director of national intelligence, Beth Sander. Uh, Beth, to the point of this shakeup, no. <laughs> Hashtag, they always uh, come through, folks. Look at that. Look at that physiognomy. Explanation. You relieved from duty, a top official in the military command. There has been a purge, an anti-corruption purge of late, uh, but no explanation here. Does it come as a surprise? What does it tell you at a time when you know Russia is picking up the pace of its attacks? Well, there hasn't been much turnover, actually, in the Ukrainian command structure. And so, you know, it, I think these things happen. It could be one of two things. Either it's part of the corruption probe or it's dissatisfaction in some way or inability to carry out um, the orders or the offensive that's planned. So we will find out soon enough about that. But I think that, you know, it, making a hard decision in wartime, it's actually maybe a good sign. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. <laughs> Keep the spin going. Oh, my God. God. God, keep it going. It's actually a good thing now, folks. It's a good thing. <sighs> but when we crawl out of the rubble and ashes, right? <laughs> we just need, we just need some goddamn Sharia law being established. No fucking women in these positions. None. None whatsoever. I'm pretty sure that much of the terrible decision-making uh, trees that branch out from what we're seeing uh, is done by putting women into key spots. And look, don't get me wrong, ladies. Don't get me wrong. Okay. There's some things, okay, you know, you should have, uh, you should have some access to equal opportunities. Uh, the, ones where, the ones where it involves men going, fighting and dying. No. No way. No how. Never! And so you have over the weekend something quite remarkable. The CIA director publicly um, talking about a warning to China, talking about what his agency, what the intelligence community has learned about China. Uh, connect the dots for me. You just heard in the lead up, Iranian-made drones uh, over Kyiv, and now Bill Burns, the CIA director, saying, we have intelligence in China, don't do it. We're confident that the Chinese leadership is considering the provision of lethal equipment. We also don't see that a final decision has been made yet. Um, it takes a process to even say that. Some people would say, well, he didn't say much. Uh, but for the CIA director to say that publicly takes a process. Why? This is part of a strategy. It's like an actual policy and strategy by this White House to use intelligence, to declassify it, to release it publicly in order to affect 
the decisions of adversaries. So in this case, it's to designed to deter China. It's also designed to make sure that the Europeans are on side about the threat that China poses and the threat. <laughs> Look, man, I, I, like I said, I, I think the die probably has been cast. It's probably a little late for the, <laughs> the legal uh, uh, defenses and uh, holding these people to account um look if it if it's if it's gonna tee off <laughs> you might as well get it out of fucking way <laughs> just uh, let's see who comes crawling out the uh, the other side and hope that when you do come out the other side uh, you can have oh no he's gone again oh there he is uh we can have super chats like this <laughs> God, we salute that man. <laughs> Peace be upon Chemical Alley. <laughs> Peace be upon him. ...that China and Russia pose together. So I think it's going to be very effective. When Biden said this weekend, look, I don't really think that they're going to follow through with this. Fuck these silly bitches. Fuck them. Fuck them. Who put them in policy-making decisions? Who, who put them into these things that were saying they think it's going to be really effective? Right? The last thing on your mind should be thinking about going and sacrificing your young, especially for Zog Wars. And the Zog War is accuming for you. You know, you know what women should be doing in the fucking military? Nurses. Nurses. I don't know. Maybe a couple of hot ones for uh, spycraft or something. But <laughs> this type of shit? No! No! Not this time. Not this fucking time. No! No, 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 no! No! No, 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 no! No! Not this fucking time! No fucking way! No fucking way! No fucking way! No fucking way! You made me look a right cunt! Now, right, someone just wants to come up and just blast her one right in the face, right? So she's like, all, all her polished teeth just go spilling out everywhere. Just, just so she gets a fucking inkling, inkling of what it's like. <laughs> I agree with that because now that it's out there and it's called, it makes it really hard to, for China to do this because they need the U.S. and Europe economically. We <laughs> I think the Ching Chongs will just say, fuck it. Right, the, the the Russia, Russia and China might take up a huge, huge proportion of the planet, just in terms of land mass and resources alone. It's it's an easy chess move for them to make. Do do not let these Zog types drag you down further. Everything should be geared towards de-escalation at this point. Everything. But no, no, it's uh, it's full on, full on. And you're about to see how full on it's going to get. We have talked from the beginning of the Ukraine conflict, not only about how does Putin process this and NATO's resolve and the U.S. resolve, but how does President Xi process this? Uh, Nick Burns, the ambassador to China, said at an event earlier today that he thinks she is surprised by the strength of the world's democracies. Is that right? 
Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I think that this is the reason we've seen a shift in China's approach toward the rest of the world. Instead of the wolf warriors, uh, these diplomats that go to European capitals or in European capitals and are really, really super tough, instead, we're seeing a charm offensive, trying to put things back together because they need that trade as China tries to recover from the COVID crisis. So the United States is publicly warning China there will be consequences. Don't do it. Do not send mm -hmm. lethal weapons to Vladimir Putin. One of the Chinese responses, number one, they say we weren't planning that, which, okay. you know, just take that with a grain of salt, I guess. But number two, they say, well, you're hypocrites. You're sending weapons into the battlefield. Uh, one of the big questions right now is, will the, will the West, will the United States, will others send fighter jets? Uh, President Biden was asked about this on Friday, and he says, not now. Mm. Um, that's a pretty fair point by China. You're sending shit. You're sending shit in there, right? You don't get to, you don't get to, well, have your cake and eat it, I guess. You don't think he needs F-16s now? No, he doesn't need F-16s now. There is no basis upon which there is a rationale, according to our military now, to provide F-16s. But you're not ruling it out? I am ruling it out for now. Does that hold? We have seen month by month in this now. doesn't hold. It's classic nudge, nudge psychology, right? Drip, 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 drip. In its second year, beginning the second year of the conflict, a change in U.S. posture and NATO posture, other Western allies. And, and like I say, what, 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 what will happen is, is as essentially the Donbass falls and Russia is in no, I would argue right now, there's no reason for them to negotiate whilst they advance on multiple fronts and basically take back what is the whole of Ukraine. I don't think, I don't think they would trust their border to be that close to essentially hostile actors at this point and they know that this has been fermenting since 2014 right and russians russians aren't a stupid people they have a long long history and a very very painful one i think they would rather take the hit now and they'd rather they'd rather foster relations with uh china china has energy issues. Russia can solve all those energy issues. Foster, about the, the muscular nature of the weapons they will give. Why no F-16s? So when Jake Sullivan and others say that they don't need the F-16s now, that what they really need is more artillery and more of what we've been giving them, I agree with that, but I also agree with generals who say... What do you fucking know, you silly cunt? It's infuriating to me. Phrase is, you have to be prepared not just to fight the war of today, but the war of tomorrow. And this is where the critics, I think, are also right, is you've got to put everything in place to get those F-16s there when you're ready to do so. And so uh, we talked a minute ago about China uh, and its local politics, internal politics. What about Russian internal politics? Vladimir Putin gives this interview over the weekend. Uh, listen to this. Number one, it's dated, if you will. It's a fantasy of how the world is today. But what does he mean by this? They have one goal to break up the former Soviet Union in its main part, the Russian Federation. And then, perhaps, they will accept us in the so-called family of civilized peoples, but only separately, each part separately. Moreover, in today's conditions, when all the leading NATO countries have declared their main goal to inflict a strategic defeat on us so that our people suffer, how can we, under these conditions, not take into account their nuclear potentials? Uh, two things jumped out at me. Uh, you're way smarter than me when it comes to how he thinks. He's spot on. 
spot on. It's not. It's not. It's not a hard equation for a man to solve. <laughs> so help me. Number one, the nuclear potential. Nuclear potentials. He waves that flag when he feels it's in his interest that well they have nuclear weapons and they don't like us. But they have one goal to break up the former Soviet Union and its main part. Uh, the Soviet Union has been broken up for a long time. At least he used the word former. What is he? What is he trying to communicate to the people at home there? He's trying to communicate what the Russians call strategic depth, which means that he's got. This, oh, I can't listen this... to this silly slag anymore. Fucker. Um, right, this is this is what I wanted to. No, it wasn't this. <laughs> it was this one, maybe. Yes, uh, let's put this one here. Ah. All right. Um, I'm guessing it's recent because he's got his fashion upgrade. Now, listen to the Jew demand that your children go and bleed and die for them. The U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war. And they will have to fight because it's a nature that we're talking about and they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd, maybe, maybe this is... Um, propaganda piece and I've been duped somehow I don't buy it and you know what when this all kicked off you know who did a runner from Ukraine to make sure that their little kids that they weren't going to be pulled in that they can move in afterwards have a guess have a guess who did that the Jew did that here they are demanding demanding that your our children have got to go and die whilst they do everything to shield and protect theirs fuck them do not let it happen israel is a big boy now they can stand on their own and they must comply with international treaties this is this is this is where this war goes and they can't be pulling out and having uh, biological warfare capacities that uh, are ambiguous to the rest of the world. Sorry, doesn't happen. The U.S. will have to send their sons. Have to. Have to send their sons. <laughs> Not just the boys. And daughters. But the daughters as well. Fuck these Catholics! Not on my watch. No way. No how. Never! Exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war. And they will have to fight because it's a nature that we're talking about. And they will be dying. God forbid. They will be dying. These motherfuckers. I'm so furious right now because you can just see it coming. You can see how they're playing you along. You can see it's the same M.O. again and again and again. And if you're not calling it out, you're, you're, you're literally part of the enemy now. You're part of the enemy. Like Winnie Lady says over my dead body. Yeah, uh, precisely my sentiments.
<laughs> the Israeli army should go to Ukraine. Yeah, send them. One more time, just, just, just to let it sink in, because freeze a charm, right? The U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war. And they will have to fight because it's uh, NATO that we're talking about and they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. There, that's what I had to uh, point to here. Now... Uh... <laughs> Just uh, had a thing about Ukraine, uh, NATO, but uh, this um, as well. Uh, <laughs> I think I spoke about this before, but uh, I, the thing is, I was uh, I was beefing with this uh, stupid asshole on uh, on Twitter a while back, and and, and as the war started, and you know, <laughs> turns out turns out that uh, yeah, that uh, that thing is a tranny and. Uh, as, uh, oh, yeah, she's made all the illusions to uh, going and signing up and uh, making a fight. It don't matter if you cut your dick off, which I probably doubt that it did do. It's, it's still got male programming and networks, XY chromosomes, the bone density is different, yada, yada, yada. Right, and somehow, somehow, somehow she managed to blow her hand off <laughs> handling the rifle improperly. Imagine my shock. Imagine my shock that uh, that she, it is not going to the uh, front lines. <laughs> the amount of blood that's on this person's soul. Fuck them. Let them burn. Let them all burn. All right, I'm going to move on. So what did, what did I have next? Um... I'll skip that. I want to. I want to get through this quickly. Oh yeah. So uh, <laughs> maybe maybe we have a reason why we're seeing such uh, nonsense spilling forth from uh, Kui's mouth at Mossad since 1949. And I want to thank uh, Good old Arthur Daly uh, for uh, <laughs> upgrading that screen cap. That's right. <laughs> JC loves JC. <laughs> It did it on purpose to avoid real battle. Of course. Of course. You've got to be some inept motherfucker to blow your fucking hand off handling a rifle. What do I say? It's an axiom. Hashtag. They always, always come through, folks. Always. Now, yeah. How would I? I wouldn't. I wouldn't wear a T-shirt of abortion is great. You know. Wouldn't. Wouldn't sort of cross my mind. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it kind of. It kind of sums up. Um, why if you want if you want a good reason as to why you're hearing basically scientific gibberish it's probably that all right uh moving on good doggy says women voted us into this shit yep 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 <laughs> most dudes will get along just fine <laughs> put some women in the mix and it it always goes to uh <laughs> 
Hell in a handbasket. All right, so I'm going to quickly blast through some headlines and then we'll um, read the uh, amyloidogenic uh, thing. So um, COVID-19 increases risk of developing chronic disease. Uh, again, um, this would, I would argue, be a consequence of this uh, assault at, the, uh, at this fundamental level of protein folding. Which is why we uh, why we make such a point of speaking about um, amyloidosis. The less initial insult you have, the less impact it's going to have on your body. Um, there's there's no scientific rationale for gene transfecting past immune barriers with amyloidogenic peptides. You would never do it. It, I, I can't imagine that it would it it made sense anywhere along the along the decision and command structures. I can't, so I have to put it right now in the uh, hostile hostile enemy action basket. All right, so let's see what did I have next. So just an interesting one. So, and apparently this is all being memory hold. So this next generation cardiac testing a washing event found fifty three percent myocarditis rate, and I want to say it included two active uh, service personnel. You need to understand the weapons of warfare that are deployed against you. Right, even if it's a basic understanding, so you can, you know, you know which way, which way is the bang bang end? Right? The shooty shooty bang bang end, so you don't put your hand over it. Pull the trigger. Uh, um, oh, we've got a shahid. Right, <laughs> look, there's so many shahids that uh, it's. It's hard to cover them all, but uh, if we get some uh, dope video with it, I'm I'm down for uh, playing the Shahids. So here we go. We can't have the shitty uh, <laughs> Bunkawala music though. We salute that Shahid and his uh, commitment to the cause to make sure that his carbon was sequestered <laughs> before before the Zog entity comes a crawling out coming to feast on your children right uh, enough 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 shaheed but apparently it's the second one in the region within a couple of days uh, so just to keep an eye on and i will get to this one uh, again um i think this is an important one because neuropillin and the binding to neuropillin was one that sort of leapt out at me and would imply that there was primate exposure it could be even human exposure in in engineering oh, you know you could engineer it in now i guess but um we're going to look at the impact on brain cancer so that's one we'll line up and let's get to uh this one which is amyloidogenic proteins in sars cov and sars cov 2 proteomes so um thankfully uh, rather than this just being a study based on conjecture etc they've 
actually sort of done quantitative studies, which is why this one is uh, it's worth it's worth going through. And it looks at uh, a whole bunch of uh, well proteins that we know were already problematic, but it it's sort of done them in one one big one big go. I guess is the important important aspect here so what i think i will do is this and i will do this so we can just keep an eye on the figures okay nope. So SARS-CoV-2 has caused devastating loss of human lives. This is true. And uh, disruptions to the global economy. It's true as well. Intense studies are ongoing to better understand the molecular mechanisms of SARS-CoV-2 pathogenesis to identify targets for therapeutic interventions. In this study, given the widespread phenomenon of protein misfolding and aggregation, we investigate its manifestation and possible implications in the case of the SARS-CoV-2 proteome. So what do they mean by proteome? Just the proteomic, the proteins that are expressed by the uh, genetic material that's encapsulated by the SARS-CoV-2 virome. Uh, let's see. Quite generally, there could be at least three different aspects of the interplay between the viral and host proteomes in terms of protein aggregation. The functional aggregation of viral proteins may help the virus to hijack the replication machinery of a host cell. The aber aberrant aggregation of viral proteins may represent an additional mechanism by which the virus damages the host cells. Kind of awkward to read over there. Do <laughs> do this. I'll, I'll flick it over to when we need the figures. Uh, where was I? Uh, the aberrant aggregation of viral proteins may represent an additional mechanism by which viruses damage host cells. Viral particles can trigger the misfolding and aggregation of host proteins, resulting in damage to the host organism. Now, as I discussed yesterday with Charles, um, the there's a bunch of features that you would want to build into an offensive weapon such that it would it would be hard to detect outside the framework of incapacitation agents classical incapacitation agents and that more fundamental level because the virus is a collection of proteins and potentially lipids and you want you you want to get down to impacting processes that make up the ability to make proteins right it's it's a fundamental assault at the uh, at the fabric of life and uh, ah, who cares if you die <laughs> 10 years uh, post exposure right whether it's via gene transfection or via a uh, healthy aerosol dose You were, you were incapacitated. So in their mind, they're playing by the rules. And that's how these people operate, right? They're thinking, ah, oh, well, it's within the letter of the law, ain't it, governor? <laughs> 
Some viral proteins are known to form amyloid aggregates implicated in viral pathogenesis. An example is the protein PB1 of the influenza A virus, which forms one of the three subunits of the viral polymerase. During the early stages of viral infection, PB1 is expressed in its monomeric form, but then accumulates into amyloid forms at a later stage of infection, which are toxic to the infected cells. Another example concerns the highly mutating H1N1 influenza A virus, whose nuclear export protein exhibits an intrinsic property to form aggregates, which is related with its role in virion budding. Viral pathogenesis, mediated by viral protein aggregates, has also been shown for the protein M45 of murine cytomegalovirus. We also note that the viral capsid proteins may be prone to aberrant aggregation upon dysregulation of the functional self-assembly process, a process dependent on environmental conditions and proceeds via nucleation and growth. And this is something that I've spoken about before. All this all this talk about replication, in, oh, you just get a bunch of replication incompetence particles well what what that's doing is it's seeding the battlefield again to allow other cells to be more easily transfected to enable more viral pathogenesis and so you know this is this is where the no virus people just fucking fall down ridiculously right because they're not taking these pathological mechanisms into account. It's been reported that in SARS-CoV, which is closely related to SARS-CoV-2, the membrane protein, one of the membrane-forming proteins of the virus, can undergo aggregation. It's true. It has a high score in, which one is it, the plaque? What's it called? <clears throat> Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> in the computational modeling um, programs that are available, the it, it does get a high pre-energic score. One of the membrane-forming proteins of the virus can undergo aggregation has also been shown that the C-terminal end of the envelope protein of SARS-CoV includes an aggregation prime motif, and this peptide can form aggregates in vitro. Furthermore, the transmembrane domain of protein E oligomerizes to form pentameric non-selective ion channels that might act as a viroprorin, a small membrane embedded protein having ion conducting properties. And this is the fundamental basis for having uh, or, or, or the mechanisms of using DREAD, which is, let's remember, the designer receptors activated by designer drugs. And so, if you can, if uh, if your engineering is good enough, you could you could design a dread receptor such that again, you you have a unanticipated binary combinatorial agent. Following these reports about aggregation of coronavirus proteins, here we aim to investigate the aggregation propensity in proteins of SARS-CoV and SARS-CoV-2. The RNA genome of SARS-CoV-2 encodes 29 proteins, which can be divided into the structural, accessory, and non-structural proteins. 
Our results identify most of the proteins which play a crucial role in viral pathogenesis and survival as aggregation prone. We also compared the aggregation propensities of the SARS-CoV-2 proteins with those of the SARS-CoV proteins. We then focused our analysis on specific proteins by further investigating the spike protein fusion peptides 1 and 2, NSP11 of SARS-CoV and signal sequence peptide and fusion peptides 1 and 2 of the S protein. Full-length ORF10 NSP6-P residues 91 to 112 of NSP6 and NSP11 of SARS-CoV-2. And remember, ORF10 is an entirely novel sequence that hasn't been reported in these types of viruses before. So it seems like a sort of plug-in to the genome. And we know from previous streams that it's highly amyloidogenic. For this purpose, we employed fluorescence, circular dichromism, and Raman spectroscopies and X-ray diffraction methods to probe the formation of amyloid structures, as well as atomic force microscopy and high-resolution transmission electron microscopy. Nice. To visualize the morphology of resultant aggregates, in addition, we investigate the cytotoxicity of SARS-CoV-2 NSP1. Oh, sorry, 11. On different mammalian cell lines. Mm, let's see. Well, anyway, that's the schematic of the genome. And you can see ORF10 right at the end there. You see that little fin? There we go. So there. That's ORF10. It's novel. That is novel. Uh, I think we can skip most of that. So, results. So, aggregation-prone regions in the SARS-CoV and SARS-CoV-2 proteomes. The tendency to self-assemble into amyloid structures is an intrinsic property of proteins and depends on the presence of APRs within their amino acid sequences. This tendency competes with that of self-assembling into functional complexes. To investigate this competition in this study, we analyzed the tendency of SARS-CoV and SARS-CoV-2 proteins to form amyloid aggregates using different prediction methods. We employed a combination of three different individual predictors, FISH amyloid, AgriScan, and FOLD amyloid, and META predictor METAMYL to analyze the presence of APRs. We also used CAMSOL to predict the solubility of proteins of both viruses. According to the results, APRs are abundant in both proteomes and all proteins were found to contain at least one APR. So APR just meaning aggregation prone region. For the comparison of amyloidogenic propensity of the SARS-CoV-2 and SARS-CoV proteomes, we calculated the mean predicted percentage amyloidogenic propensity from APRs obtained from the four predictors, methamyl, fish amyloid, agriscan and fold amyloid for both viruses. Numerous proteins, particularly the accessory proteins of SARS-CoV-2, were observed to be more amyloidogenic than the accessory proteins of SARS-CoV. 
In SARS-CoV-2, among structural proteins, membrane and envelope are found to be more amyloidogenic by fold amyloid in comparison with the nucleocapsid and spike. Interesting. Uh, fig 1D. Uh, that's what we're going to need uh, figures. So I might just do this and Work out video. Mm. No. Big ten. <laughs> got, got a whole bunch. I'll have to be taking a few bites out of this paper. Big one. Okay. We looked at it. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, yeah, okay, so this is the mean PPAP score. Red is SARS-CoV, blue SARS-CoV-2. And here you can see the accessory proteins. And note, 3B compared to SARS is way more amyloidogenic. Um, 6, not so much so, but have a look at 10. Here, uh, I need a pointer, but um, there you can see very, very amyloidogenic, and there's no corresponding red for the SARS, the most closely related, uh, the, the first SARS cov. Now, again, those who would try to argue that you can't imbue or, or gain of function is a, is a non-issue have to take into account this level of pathology. Not that it's a flu, bro. <laughs> Our DOD is Zog. Um, not all of it. Not all of it. Look, for sure, right, you, you have to remember that they're a very, very tight insular bunch. Do they try to subvert and gain a hold of many and permeate all organizations? Absolutely. But look, man, I, I think that there are good people serving. I really do. I, I know too many. <laughs> it's Charles Zog? I don't think so. I don't think so. I've worked directly with Zog. <laughs> literally. Literally. At Barilan University. Worked directly with him. Sneaky, shifty, slack-shouldered. <laughs> Smart. I, I want them to do my taxes. Would I trust them in a foxhole? No way. No how. Never! <laughs> Uh, Tish Bite checking in, not Mossad. <laughs> Good to see you, bro. <laughs> All 
All right, so let's see. The 16 NSPs perform diverse roles, such as evading the host immune system, protection from host defense mechanisms, virus replication, and spreading the infection. From the fold amyloid analysis, after plotting the average profile values for NSPs, the NSP4 and NSP6 show values above the cutoff, which indicates a highly amyloidogenic nature. Ah, which is what they're just showing here. We've gone through that. We've, I hope I've sort of established that in your mind. Let's see. To gain insights into the possible cleavage of APRs, 20S proteasome cleavage sites within the entire SARS-CoV-2 proteome were predicted by the NetChop 3.1 server. Mm, interesting. In the context of our study, the reason for identifying these sites is twofold. First, the predicted sites in inside APRs suggest that the proteasome may be unable to cleave the viral protein due to aggregation. Secondly, the proteasome would could cleave, sorry, excuse me, uh, the viral proteins and release amyloidogenic regions inside the host cell. Here in the case of accessory proteins, we found many cleavage sites in APRs. So I think like a cluster grenade going a frag grenade. Causing, causing pre-energic mechanisms to kick in and cause the cascades. Someone understood this, weaponized it and released it. What does, what does the gene transfection allow you to do? To maintain high levels of active viruses. Again and again and again. Um. Prediction of aggregation-prone regions in the structural proteins. So four structural proteins of SARS-CoV-2 participate in the virion assembly and packaging processes and in providing structure to the virus. We analyze the APRs of these structural proteins given in supplementary table one. One of these proteins, S, is a heavily glycosylated transmembrane protein whose N-terminal S1 domain harbors receptor binding sites for the host cell. Its C-terminal S2 domain mediates the fusion between the virion and host cell membrane. And we know that both segments are amyloidogenic. We've looked at studies in the past looking at we predicted several APRs in the S protein. We also predicted several APRs in other structural proteins, M, E, and N. Membrane protein M gives shape to the virus, promotes viral membrane curvature, and binds with nuclear capsid RNA complex during virus packaging. The envelope protein E is a transmembrane protein with an ion channel activity. I've gone through this. The amyloid forming propensity of nine residue stretch. TVY, V, well, I'm not going to read out. I'll just do it this once. TVY, V, Y, S, R, V, K, a V has been reported previously for SARS-CoV. Finally, the M protein, the proteinaceous part of the viral nuclear capsid, interacts with viral RNA and helps its packaging into the virion. According to our analysis, AgriScan detected 18% amyloidogenic regions in SARS-CoV-2 M protein and only 16% in SARS-CoV N protein. I mean, there's a 2% difference. <laughs> Is that something to sing home about in these particular instances? Oh, I'm not so sure. Uh, where was that? Uh, similar to these results, fold amyloid also predicted only 11% amyloidogenic regions in SARS-CoV N, 3% less than SARS-CoV 2 N, which contains a total of 14%.
Prediction of aggregation-prone regions in the accessory proteins. The coronavirus genome codes for proteins termed accessory, which are multifunctional proteins that play an essential role in modulating the host response to the viral infection, such as downregulation of interferon pathways, release of pro-inflammatory cytokines and chemokines, and the induction of autophagy. According to the predictors used in this study, all accessory proteins have multiple APRs orf 3 a and the N-terminal regions of ORF6, ORF7A and ORF7B, ORF8 and ORF10 have the potential to aggregate. In addition, the C-terminal regions of the ORF7A, ORF8, ORF9B and ORF10 and ORF14 proteins also exhibit numerous APRs. SARS-CoV-2 proteome includes 16 non-structural proteins, all of which were found to comprise APRs in their sequences, which could play a role in their behaviors and interactions with the host cells. NSP1 creates a suitable viral propagation environment by blocking host cell translation and host immune response. NSP3 is a papain-like protease that cleaves the viral ORF1AB polyprotein at the NSP1, NSP2, NSP2, NSP3, and NSP4, 3 and 4 boundaries and interferes with the proper functioning of the host proteome by blocking the cellular degradation system. So, you know, that you have a intrinsic capacity to deal with misfolded protein, right? And usually uh, that involves lysosomal pathways, right? So the body will pick up what it considers damaged protein, it gets trafficked and then put into what essentially like um, vesicles of uh, lysosome. And it, it'll sort of digest them down and break them into amino acids. Interfere with that system and you allow the propensity of protein misfolding to again reach this criticality within complex systems. Again, think think fragmentation grenades sort of dominoing and expanding out across uh, across a landscape. NSP5 is a serine-like protease that catalyzes the rest catalyzes serine-like protease that catalyzes the rest 11 cleavage events of the ORF1AB polyprotein. Right? The NSP12 is an RNA-dependent RNA polymerase, and NSP7 and NSP8 function as its processivity clamps. NSP10 is a cofactor for NSP16, which protects viral RNA from host antiviral measures. NSP13 is an RNA helicase, and NSP14 is a methyl transferase that adds a 5' cap to viral RNA and is involved in the proofreading the viral genome by virtue of its 3' prime, 5' prime exonuclease activity, which is what we were speaking about with Charles yesterday. Um, NSP15 is an endoribonuclease that has a defensive role from host attacks. 
to experimentally test the computational predictions of APRs in SARS-CoV and SARS-CoV-2 proteomes, we investigated the in vitro aggregation behavior of S-protein fusion peptides 1 and 2 and NSP11 of SARS-CoV and the S-signal peptide and fusion peptides 1 and 2 of 10 protein NSP6P and NSP11 protein of SARS-CoV-2. For this purpose, we selected physiological pH temperature conditions and traced the aggregation process using the fluorescent dye fire flavin T. PHT gives a maximum emission peak of 490 nanometers upon binding with beta sheets in amyloid fibrils. Further, we studied the aggregation reactions using THT fluorescence in the presence of a fixed volume of incubated samples. We then utilized tapping mode AFM and HRTEM to gain insights into morphological features of the aggregates. Tapping mode AFM. Oh, that's a comic cross microscopy. Uh, the maturation of fibrils results in structural rearrangement and enhancements in beta sheet rich structures. Therefore, for studying the secondary structure composition, we employed CD spectroscopy. We also performed XRD and Raman spectroscopy to obtain evidence for the formulation of amyloid structures by selected peptides and proteins. Furthermore, to examine the seeding activity of aggregates, we performed the self-seeding experiment with aggregates of S-fusion peptide 2 of SARS-CoV. Signal peptide of the S-protein. The S-protein plays a vital role in receptor recognition and cell membrane fusion. Its mature form contains four regions, a signal sequence, an ectodomain, a transmembrane domain, and an ectodomain further divided into the S1 and S2 subunits. 12 residue N-terminal sequence SPCOV2 directs the S-protein to its destination in a viral membrane. Oh, it can just direct it to your outer membrane. <laughs> That's why when they do uh, electron scanning, uh, not scanning, uh, electron microscopy of the, uh, what was that? I can't remember the cell line that they did it in right now i'd have to go back and look but literally you can see the cell studded with spike proteins <laughs> pretty much how they look in the in those cartoons oh that bullshit can you can you remember uh what's it i've forgotten his name now mabine dr mabine <laughs> saying oh yeah vaccine safe and effective any any uh any Toxicity it just gets uh, chewed up and uh, placed placed outside by the uh, histone compatibility complex. No worries, you go ahead. Our in vitro study of the aggregation behavior SPCOV showed an over threefold increase in THT fluorescent intensity upon aggregation. Figure 2A. It is a long paper. All right. Ah, come here. Okay. So, yeah. Want to be. see that but you know there's there's your peak around here and i guess is some rate measure for the fluorescence from tht 
Um, and yeah, here we can see some uh, these crystalline forms emerging in the, the substrate, whatever it was, pH, uh, physiological pH. Um, again, you know, <laughs> right now, I think the die has been cast. We, you know, it's your job to get through to the other side. So that means doing your best to uh, find find means and ways to chop up these amyloid fibrils. Quercetin, maybe. If you want, if you wanted something that you could just take on a regular basis, not, not too regular, but you know, a couple of times a week, maybe. And it's it's again just to hammer home. It's this process, I believe, especially within the central nervous system, that leads to the emergence of the post-COVID ME CFS-like phenomenon. You, it, it's, it's a form, yeah, it's, as Walder sort of discusses about um, accelerated aging, right? And, you know, for <laughs> in your 40s and 50s, my door, no, fuck it. Um, Uh, what was I saying? You know, the the shock of being thrown into a chronic state like that, is, you know, you can probably handle it better. When you're in your teens and 20s, it, c it can be quite the shock to the system. And subjectively far more impactful right click you start uh you start hitting 50 years old and you know <laughs> days of uh leaping out of bed literally standing to attention are, are, are becoming less and less and the you know you get the more shitty the more you know you're stiff you can't move you're very you become what's technically called Brady kinetic. You show muscular rigidity. These are these are the prodromal symptoms of the outward expression of or the emergent state of Parkinson's disease. If it's localized more to executive function, then it's cognitive decline and um, Alzheimer's. And you know, this again, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's doesn't really do justice as to how we understand these conditions now. There, there's we can cluster very, very different symptom profiles within each one of these classifiers. <laughs> Not to mention just what's happening at a at a systemic level. Why would they put hex cells in food? 
Why is that? Why would why would you put tumor cells in your <laughs> in food? Can someone in love Yeshua please tell me why they put hex cells in food? <laughs> I'm sure I've eaten a ton of it, but um, what what's the stated aim there? Must have a role. Can't just be protein. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Where were we? uh, so, yeah, they're talking about nucleation process and time. So we've, we've kind of done figure two, so we can blast through that. Um, the S protein contains two fusion peptides, FP1 and FP2, of approximately 22 amino acids in the S2 subunit that helps the virus penetrate the host cell membrane. These regions display calcium-dependent membrane ordering properties to trigger membrane fusion. All the predictors used in this study identified APRs in both fusion peptide regions of the S proteins. We have analyzed the aggregation in these regions in vitro, finding increments in their THT fluorescent intensities. You're just going to blast past is three and four so which is used in this study so essentially uh, it, it, it's the same style of figure as figure two and the for the whatever spike protein fusion proteins and THT peak at 440 nanometers and then it, it's sort of crystallizing out and making these amyloid like fibrils It was uh, vitro, vitro aggregation, aggregation, P one and two, yeah. T with FP one and FP two, cov incubated samples. It's different here. I mean, you can see that the fibril structure different. I know. Look out why. It's not immediately obvious to me why. But the thing to keep in mind is, um, in the transhumanist mind, amyloids provide the structural basis for the interface of nanotechnologies. Right? It's why they might be highly interested in this particular phenomenon. And, you know, again, we have to wonder why the not not just that spike protein, but that ORF10 is tacked on there. Maybe maybe they're maybe they're trying out <laughs> trials for uh, which which amyloids are better to uh, interface with. In my mind, there's like I say, it just it it it's a bias that comes from my own training and career path 
that you would never want to initiate processes that cause this well you could you could argue it's a it's a lack of ongoing complexity because once once you've sort of crystallized out into this stabilized form pathogenic form then the organism is not reaching its full potential now you know is there uh Natural flavor. I, 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 that doesn't mean anything to me, Love Yeshua. What does natural flavor supposed to mean? Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I can't believe that just a cell type. It must. It must be being used to make an amino acid of some kind as an expression system. I can't I can't believe that they've I can't believe that just adding humanized cells to something gives uh, an unami flavor. Hey, we've got we've got uh sodium glutamate for that. Why would why would they why would it add flavor? I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to look into it. Um but yeah, an an immortalized cell cancer line and cancer has a lot of protein misfolding at its base <clears throat> they're not adding human cells um yeah i'm 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 presuming it must be some product that they're using the hex cells to express but why why does it have to be hex cells why couldn't you use bacteria in some fashion? Centimeter company. All right, I'm intrigued now. Full fact. Let's see what the. Let's see. A video on Facebook claims that Kraft Heinz, Coca Cola. Da, 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 da. Yeah, what? What? That they're just not fetal cells. Is this the fact check? That they're using an immortalized cell cancer? <laughs> uh, is the name given to a specific line of cells? Yeah. It's not itself a flavoring agent, but one of its applications is to help mimic taste receptor cells. In the development of new flavorings, the original cells were taken from the kidney of an aborted baby back in 1973. Okay. Not themselves, but not cells, the cells of aborted babies. Cinemix Biotechnology Company has patents appearing to relate to using HEC 293 cells in developing flavorings, not in the flavoring itself. Yeah, that seems that seems more 
cogent to me than them just putting heck. <laughs> heck sells in. Oh, a dash of heck, you know. <laughs> it's like you would uh, <laughs> a dash, of, a dash of parsley. <laughs> And why why would you be using hex cells if they're kidney cells to develop flavors? I don't know. I would I would I would need to. I would I was sort of vaguely aware of. I've I'd heard the claims before, but. Um... <clears throat> we are breaking God's covenant to eat humans or eat defiled animals. Mm. There's no tissue present, but if they were cultured, I don't. I don't even think they would be cultured using them. I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, uh, is, is there some sort of receptor that they're expressing which is analogous to what you get with like monosodium glutamate and uh, a NAMI phenomenon? I don't know. I don't know. So the kinetic of aggregations, yeah, with the lag phase, yeah, yeah, yeah. Secondary structures of monomeric and aggregated FP1 peptides studied using uh, CD revealed major structural rearrangements. The monomeric peptide showed a typical CD spectrum of disordered conformation, while the aggregated sample had a CD spectrum corresponding to beta sheets. This indicates the transition from disordered to beta sheet containing structures of the fibrils. Images captured using HRTEM in figure 3D. D depicts slender and branched fibrils with twisted morphology, characteristic of amyloids. Tapping mode AFM also revealed analogous amyloid fibrils of FP1-CoV with significant height of 6 to 8 nanometers. Additional TEM and AFM micrographs are given in supplementary figure. On aggregation of FP2-SARS-CoV, FP2-CoV, we found an increase a threefold in THT fluorescence after 104 hours of constant stirring at 1,000 RPM and incubation at 37 degrees C. The aggregation kinetics followed by FP2-CoV is slower than FP1-CoV, where the T50 is measured to be 47.64 hours and T lag of 8.4 hours as shown in figure 3H. UV CD spectra of monomer and exaggerated peptide illustrated in figure 3i. Keep current with the figures. We've put me all the way back there. Fuck you. 
I, I would imagine, right, that this this long paper is going to be a lot of repetition of these figures, and you would you would have to um, go in and if you if you're interested in the particular rates and numbers, go and compare the graphs uh, in particular. So now I've got the scope of the paper. I think we can um, whip through it uh, far more quickly. So if I, let me just out of interest do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so um, let's see. So I want to see if we can find these studies on, well, we've looked at ORF10, right? So here's here's ORF10 here, right, before. And this is this one that seems very, very suspect to me. Again, I would, until, until a analogous, sequence is found in nature, I would presume synthetic at this point. And in fact, you can It's kind of interesting how um, clean looking ORF10. Oh no, this is NSP6. <laughs> wrong one. Wrong one. It zoomed in at the wrong spot. Where's ORF10? Hey, I'm sure it said ORF10. Are you messing with me? Jiggering and jaggering. Uh, NSP11. NSP6. Off 10. Okay. Now, it's a very chaotic looking one. So, I would, I would, right, just playing a thought game, I guess, right? If I was to try to think what I would want for like recording processes from within structures, Right. I, 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 in my mind, it, you would want a sort of smooth monofilament to get in there to be able to. Um, that, well, th this would be the principle with like electrophysiology, right? So you've you've got the shank of electrode going down to a, you know, a depending on the resistance you want at the tip and amount of insulation that you have around it but you you want a sort of monofilament if you were if you were to want to do anything quantitative so something as dis disorganized as orf 10 here doesn't wouldn't in my mind be functional for well, I don't, you know, once you're sort of playing these games, you could argue that, oh, maybe it provides a sticky surface in which the monofilament could attach so you could build out and have, you know, like the tap protein does with HIV uh, for clamping um, those flat electrodes. Maybe. 
I don't know. I'm I'm trying to 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 me it it just boggles my mind that they would try to play with the biology at this <laughs> like this to think that they could get usable technologies out. Um I I don't know. I just in in my mind it would just be a pathway to cancer and, and degeneration. So So yeah, we can see the off six there, very nice. And if we go down, so non-structural protein six of SARS-CoV-2. Oh, so how does that compare to SARS? Yeah, it's a little bit more predicted to be a little bit more amyloidogenic. Now, you know, there's a there's a whole world here of trying to figure out why why would these properties emerge in a in a viral like particle? What is it doing in its um reproductive cycle that that's aiding in fabrication, I guess, construction? of a complete virion. I don't know. <laughs> it's not it's it, it's it's sort of outside the scope of where I would sort of traditionally look. I'm I was always sort of more interested in the clinical presentation less so in the minutia of the molecular biology. Um Yeah, so I guess I guess the next interesting part of this paper is the use of Raman uh, spectroscopy. Down. Okay. So amyloid formation of SARS-CoV and SARS-CoV-2 peptides probed using Raman spectroscopy. The Raman spectra were acquired on excitation at 633 nanometers from wave number and 50 centimeters to 2,000 centimeters for monomers and aggregates of SPCOV2, FPCOV. How is that possible? Um, here's ORF10. So that I guess it's just making. I'm wondering what this what this measure pulls out from the data that we would that they would use Raman spectroscopy, uh, particularly shifts in amide one to three bands and the C alpha H band are reported. Mm. So shifts in the shifts in the C C alpha H band are signals around, oh, I want to say it was like 1100 centimeters, right? And that's, we saw that signal a lot with Moderna. Hmm. 
interesting. I would have to think about that some, but uh, interesting that we, you would see that overlap. Yeah, I need to I need to think on that one a little bit more and maybe read well we can read the discussion. So X-ray diffraction patterns of aggregates. Um <laughs> I've never looked at an X-ray diffraction pattern except in the textbooks when they were teaching me about the history of DNA. <laughs> okay. I kind of, I, I, I obviously learned enough to pass the exams at the time. Um, what are, what do these really, what are they really showing? Spacing, spacing between the turns of the crystalline form, I guess. So as as it would. So the molecules that make it up, as they're sort of moving along, how does it turn? And there you would get a diffraction point. I think that's how that works. So I can't, I can't add much to, to this. So we can, we can see what they say. So here's, here's getting to something more interesting. So toxic effects of aggregates on the viability of mammalian cells. To investigate whether the aggregation of the SARS-CoV-2 peptides reported above could be associated with host cell damage, we investigated whether or not beta-sheet-rich amyloid fibrils of NSP11-CoV-2 are cytotoxic. Why just that one? Um, we performed an MTT assay, a colometric-based cell viability test, to assess the effect of aggregates on the... So we've come across the SUSY, S-H-S-Y-5-Y, and HEP-G2 cell lines. The cells were treated separately with varying concentrations of NSP11-CoV-2 monomers. Yeah, why, why didn't you do 10? Of 10. What's so special about NSP11? So they don't do it here. NSP11. I mean, nothing, nothing leaps out at me. NSP alone of two versus mm -mm -mm. yeah again I wish I could extract more out of this you know maybe maybe to molecular bros this is uh, means a huge amount um, to me <laughs> like <laughs> I just uh, I hit the uh, the red alarm button when I hear uh, protein misfolding. <laughs> Whop, whop. All hands on deck. Mm. Well, I, maybe it'll pull out in the discussion. Let's get to toxicity and then we'll get to the discussion. So, 
they're all structural, right? So, however, okay, so no significant cell death is observed after 24 hours. However, when treatment is extended to 72 hours, cell death observed at the highest aggregate concentration is comparatively enhanced. We also observe that the percent viability in HEP G2 cells is significantly reduced more than in sussy cells. So I'm presuming HEP would be um, hepatic cell line, suggesting that the aggregates are comparatively more toxic yeah, for the liver cell line. HEP-G2 cell viability remained around 74%, while in the sussy, the percent cell viability remained around 86%. Results thus suggest that NSP11-CoV-2 aggregates could be toxic to mammalian cells at relatively higher concentrations. Yeah, why didn't you do the other amyloids? And again, interesting that we've seen these novel um, hepatitis in kids a little while ago. We're not, not hearing much more about it right now. Mm. Oh, that's that's a failing on this study that they, um, well, maybe in the discussion they'll say why they just chose... NSP11. Maybe it's the only one that they could get a signal in. Study was inspired by a series of recent reports where brain disorders were correlated with the presence of viruses such as HIV, HSV1, H5N1. The SARS-CoV-2 infection has been associated with severe neurological manifestations. And what have we got coming right now? H5N1. I think I had a link for a small child. What was it? India, maybe? Might be in India. But, um, you know, H5N1 is out there lurking in the environment right now and has already made the jump to other mammals. So again, it comes down to what will be its um, transmissibility. And... H SARS mass exposure to spike protein via gene transfection followed by H5N1 sounds <laughs> I'll pass on that cocktail thanks governor <laughs> I'm not uh... I ain't interested <laughs> SARS-CoV-2 infection has been associated with severe neurological manifestations you heard it here first uh, including acute cerebrovascular diseases, skeletal muscle injury, acute hemorrhagic necrotizing encephalopathy, meningitis and meningoencephalitis. In the case of protein misfolding disorders, including Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease, SARS-CoV-2 is also reported to disrupt the homeostasis of tau, uh, amyloid beta-42. A growing body of evidence also reveals the interaction of SARS-CoV-2 N and S proteins with amyloid beta-42 and alpha-synuclein. The S protein can upregulate the expression of alpha-synuclein and accelerate its aggregation. Its S1 subunits bind with the affinity of amyloid beta and dampens its clearance in serum. In addition, the M protein also shown to expedite the aggregation kinetics of alpha-synuclein and disturb its homeostasis. It also shortens the lag time of aggregation, curves of major stress granular proteins. Furthermore, it can incorporate into host stress granules, impairing their self-disassembly in a manner related to amyotrophic lateral sclerosis.
Related to our work, some reports have demonstrated the ability of SARS-CoV-2 proteins to form amyloid aggregates. Small peptides derived from ORF6 and ORF10 proteins have been shown experimentally to form amyloid fibrils. Uh, that's that's actually a good paper, that reference 59. So in addition, full-length ORF8 proteins have been shown to form in vitro aggregates in cultured lung epithelial cells. It's also speculated that APR-containing segments in viral proteins can co-aggregate with cellular proteins and interfere with host pathways, altering protein homeostasis in infected cells. In view of these reports, to further increase our understanding of the possible amyloid nature of SARS protein, we, we studied the complete proteasomes of SARS-CoV. Oh, it just sounds like a fucking abstract. This isn't a discussion. What the fuck is this? <laughs> it ends there. What's going on? The focus of our study was to investigate the intrinsic propensity of all types of SARS proteins, structural, accessory, and non-structural, to form amyloid aggregates under near-physiological in vitro conditions. Our results prompt further investigations of the possible role of the aggregate of viral proteins in the range of pathologies induced by SARS-CoV-2. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Which is why, which is why, don't get sucked down the avenue of just my vaccine bros or just my flu bros, okay? This is very, very complex set of variables are in play right now. And... <laughs> literally, literally, someone shouldered it, took aim, and fired it at you. <laughs> Wake up, dipsticks! Uh, just methods, methods, methods. So, yeah, a weak discussion. Um, disappointing that they didn't look at the novel, um, <laughs> the novel protein. Uh, sorry, the novel. Uh... Oh, okay, I'm getting tired. Off, off ten, and it's uh, it's well, like I say, maybe they did, and it just wasn't a good enough result for the paper. Maybe, or maybe they're saving it for another paper. I don't know, but uh, there you go. There's there's the uh, amyloid paper for those that were asking me to go through it. it nothing new in there. Again, we knew all this long ago. Um, there's the link if you would like it. And you again, you've got to get it into your heads. Someone understands this technology at this fundamental level. Weaponized. Fired it. Find out who it is. Make them pay. <laughs> All right, I'll read some comments and then I'll get out of here. So oh, let me just see if anyone uh, has been uh, generous today. Doc's been working hard for you. <laughs> oh, dang, more cowbell uh, for that, sir. <laughs> For that, you can have, well, you deserve a, uh, the full-on, the full-on Bimbo Bailey special. Hello, <laughs> Akbar. <laughs> 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 
All right. Um, now, look, <laughs> K26R, does it mean that they fired it? I don't know. I don't know. But when investigating a crime, I'm going to look at all clues. All clues. And I'm very, very suspicious right now. Particularly, particularly when Zog Machine is calling for your babies to go die for them. Yeah. If you're listening to me clutching your pals going, oh my God. Oh God. <laughs> you ain't going to make it. You ain't going to make it. Sorry. You'll be done. You'll get chewed up. Many of us that are looking at this and realise the scope of what we're dealing with are going to get chewed up. <laughs> Just wake up. God damn it. All right. Uh, so lots of comments by Love Yeshua. So uh, it's making people addicted to them. Let's see about craving foods. I looked at those. Um, uh, so you mean in regard to this different expression systems? Um, yes, uh, just expression system is just cell line, bacteria, something that you can insert a genetic sequence to push out a peptide that you're interested in studying. Right? That's that's an expression system. Uh, let's see. I don't know either, but I know you're way smarter than me. <laughs> Abortion is huge business. Yes, sadly. Sadly. It's huge business, especially for all biotech startups. Right? <laughs> just, just for that reason alone, we should just be stamping them out. <laughs> Didn't CJD come from eating yourself? Mm, well, not necessarily. So there's uh, familial forms of Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, which is you know, we think that we understand the genetic markers for that. There is Kuru, Kuru Kuru, I think is the technical term, uh, which comes from the Kuru Islands, where they first noticed the disease, the which which basically I think they called it. The locals called it laughing disease, I think. I'm trying to cast my mind back. Um, and that comes from when members of the tribe died, they would eat the tribe member and the, the women were left with the awful organ meats, brain. The dudes, dudes got the muscle. <laughs> Uh, all right so um so you can think of kuru as a form of creutzfeldt jakob disease and there's new variant creutzfeldt jakob disease which they think was related to exposure to prion proteins from cows which were consequence of feeding back cows rendered carcasses so when they've done all the me mechanically recovered meat process they would just take what was left crush it up and put it into the 
protein pellets that they would feed to cows. Must be a lightning bolt from the above setting fire to all those food processing plants. The man upstairs ain't happy. Right. Cannibalisms and prions. Big connection. Indeed there is. It's the same BS as with graphene and other stuff. Maybe. Think about how many people get these prion type diseases. Well, like I say, <laughs> there's dementia is you know, one of the leading causes now of of death. And it's amplified massively. But when you're not 50, 60, 70, how does dementia or the process of dementia manifest and feel like? Well, it feels subjectively like the post-acute sequelae COVID PASC or ME-CFS. Uh, people either don't understand what they read or confabulate a narrative. Uh, yes, that's uh, that's often the case, and so why I tr I'm trying my best to reach out into this corner of the internet. But you know, I I know that I'm just um, <laughs> banned left, right, and centre. Yeah, your own worst enemy, Doctor McCann, talking about all those uh, cultural subjects. But you know what? In a sense, if you were, if we're talking about the field physics of nature of reality, they're all it's all symptomatic. The social dynamics are part of an expression of unitary principles, if you like. So you have to you have to redress those imbalances as well to renormalize the field. Maple says it's so tiresome. <laughs> Tell me about it, bro. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Who do we know of that's ever died of natural causes? Um, well, <laughs> natural causes just means that you've died of the wear and tear that you get through your body. It's, it's supposed to happen. You, it's, you, know, it, you have a beginning, middle and end. And there's a reason for that is that you need the adaptive capabilities of children coming through always. Always. It's why it's why they are so precious and why they need to be looked after so carefully. Twitch will um, is terrible for. Um, censorship in the chats so just if you're using twitch <laughs> just don't know what to tell you uh they've been attacking us for many years they just started throttling up with the covid bs yes very much so uh let's see k26r 1.2 percent of the population of the false jews um not all Ashkenazis and Nazis, just one point three percent of them. <laughs> Kev, the virus doesn't even need ACE two receptors to infect cells. No, but um, you know what's the 
primary mechanism. You know, I th- I'm ve- I'm very interested in this neuropillin propensity, and you know, is there is there a propensity for other viruses to target it like SARS does? I don't know. Again, I'm, I would be straying into areas of virology where I would I would have to gen up on it. I don't know. Um, and you know, it's how you how you want to, or, or why would you be interested in something that binds to ACE receptors? Well, they're literally everywhere, right? That's that's why that's why it's a good battering ram to get into a system. And so, you know, you, you're always going to be exposed at some level. And, yeah, it's about mitigating that and learning that, you know, again, you have a beginning, middle, and end. You know what? No one's... You're not supposed to be here. <laughs> it's just imagine what wretched demon you would turn into once you started fucking with your biology thinking you were going to live forever the the moral transgressions you would have to make oof <laughs> no <laughs> that ain't, that ain't me <laughs> that ain't me you can you can have that i don't want it i don't want it Let's see. Dissipate says, my brother worked the ER today and said they had a new admission every six minutes. He said, everyone is sick. Mm. Kuru looks a lot like CJD. Yes. Yeah, it does. Uh, they will have spongy form brain. Yep. Uh, let's see. Microglia scavenging on those damaged nerve cells. Uh, yeah, kind of. Oh, it's not just that. Uh, let's see. That and downer cows. What are downer cows? I don't know what a downer cow is. Uh, CM Jith, Cliff High predicted limbic brain degeneration in 2020. Cliff High was listening to me. <laughs> Cliff High was copying me. I was the first one doing this. <laughs> Talking about the neurological impact and t- especially limbic architecture. Why? Because the limbic system is so close to the olfactory epithelium. Now, why is that? Well, in a sense, the smell is like a 3D... 3D. It's a sense that enables you to perceive behind you, right? And so it's... And that's why it's hooked in very much to limbic architecture because you know you can you smell danger smell fear you know that there's a reason that this that type of language exists so uh cm jith uh sorry uh cliff was just copying me i'm afraid uh his cliff is an unoriginal <laughs> how would you say it spurg <laughs> and you know i don't buy any of his neural net language analysis wank he's just trying to he's describing him reading headlines that's it that's all nothing else 
<laughs> that's he's 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 a grift merchant with hundreds of thousands of subscribers that he's sold on um being able to prognosticate the future <laughs> and he's just he's he's using pseudo scientific language to con a large proportion of the public um Uh, let's see. Um, what's that from Karma Doc? Good to see you, Karma Doc. Uh, heart as always. Wait, demon struck by lightning? This I've got to see. <laughs> Why is this? Smoke. Smoke, smoke, smoke coming off the exploding transformer. <laughs> There's some right wankers out there. <laughs> All right. Um... Uh, uh, iron channels, iron conducting equals microtubules. Yes. No. No. Um, microtubulin is essentially actin and... Um, I guess that's myosin. No, myosin is a muscle. Actin filaments and... There, it, it, that's something radically different to uh, iron channels per se. Iron channels are, you know, like sodium channels are ion channels, and so they have a they have a discrete amino acid profile that makes up subunits to essentially allow a, a pore through the um, complex. And that that complex is able to sort of gate ions in a controllable fashion, their movement across the membrane. So no, they're they're very, very different. Um How many codons long is ORF ten? Well, it seems from this schematic very, very small. Right. Whatever the twenty nine thousand bases. You you could say it's the smallest. Doc, 50% of generals are Zog. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Good doggy says, Kevin, tip of the spear, McCann has ruined Twitter spaces for me. They're so behind and boring. <laughs> yes. Meant to be. Meant to be limited hangout for you. <laughs> 7B looks small as well. 
Yeah. Well, size and everything, right? <laughs> what you do with it? Docs a Zog Whisperer. <laughs> okay. Censorship on Twitch is insane. Can't say the Z word. Yeah. Just because Charles is a white hat doesn't mean that the whole organization is under their control. No, I, d I, I don't think that. And for sure, Charles doesn't think that either. Um, but look, when it throws down, and it's likely to, the you, you, you want to be in contact with those martial forces. Right, and the roots and contacts that they have behind them. It, it it's that simple. It's it's just practical thinking in in these terms, right? Peg says, testing still ongoing on white fibrous clots, more likely due to platelet activation by PRA to EVB3 integrin, causing fibrinogenesis, persistent filopodia formation. Well, um, maybe uh, the issue we have is um, You, you've got you've got to try to think in heuristic terms right now before trying to go down Spurg level <laughs> academic questions around what does this bit do, how does it do it, etc. And um, the look, we knew very early on that there was this abnormal amyloid fibrinogen type abnormal amyloid fibrinogen resistant type clotting going on and that work came out of South Africa and you know the I wish I wish there was an easier way to try to convey what is this very complex message Right, the potentially right. There's there's high confidence, unlike the Department of Energy, with you're dealing with synthetic, weaponized biology, geared towards inducing long-term incapacitated states. That that's that's how I just think of this, and at its core if you want to just get into the weeds proteins are misfolding and those protein misfold and again this is a no one's seen that in vivo no one's no one's seen um propagons latching on to each other under physiological conditions we just don't have that level of um analysis available to us you you might find the the correlates of that right and this is this is the issue around the things like or, or the one dimensional approaches that i guess siloed is the wrong word hyper specialization 
on one component brings, okay? We have agents that can disaggregate amyloid. We have agents that will suppress the inflammatory response. It doesn't stop the disease process. Might eke you out a couple more years of, I don't know, some measure of quality of life, a few extra years maybe, but the, the trajectory is always the same. So try try to try to think in those terms. Kev, didn't you see the WSJ article? It's just an accidental lab leak from those stupid Chinese and not a bioweapon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Conclusion. It's Z. The Jew. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Right. But in in this environment, right? <laughs> oh, all things have to come into and be analyzed as a threat assessment. Right? And if there's if there's indicators pointing to something, you take it fucking seriously until you can dismiss it. Charles is on Twitter bashing skulls and taking names. Nice. Um, this is surely his calling. Yep. Uh, let's see. What the fuck this bloke on about? Nessie Uncomfy. <laughs> what that means. Uh, Dr. Bean. Elect class. Yes. What about quinine in my vodka tonics? Um, yeah. I wish. I wish we had silver bullet answers to these problems. We don't. We don't. It's just the nature of the pro Jesus Christ. <laughs> the stink bug look. Can you see that crawling along my microphone? I don't know if you can see it on the I let him sit there for a bit. He's harmless. Hacking. <laughs> it's warming up. <laughs> the uh, he's been in this room for years. I don't know what he eats on. <laughs> At least it weren't a McCaddy. <laughs> Fuck those things. Uh, <laughs> eat it for science, Kev. Ah, fuck that nonsense. The, the use of fetal cell lines in the food industry is closer to what Doc is saying, but fetal cell in Pepsi. Yes. Uh, this is what you were talking about. Yes. Okay. They must have known this would stay endemic and cumulative. Yes. Um, translation machinery different. Expression product would have differential PTMs. I know what PTMs is. U.S. law seeks to ban use of fetuses in food production type A times. Uh, I guess these comments are old. Okay. 
Um, I'm I'm paying close attention to the chat because I did a technical paper and we've got got <laughs> the science on the screen. So uh, I, I want I want to try and make sure I get to each one. Um. <laughs> Yes, uh, that is uh, an apropos. Um, <laughs> lovely, natural origin, intentional release. Indeed. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Look, it may have been the Ching Chongs all along. Maybe. Look, their, uh, their affinity binding was low, right? As well. <laughs> they they are very much in the suspect bin many are in the suspect bin and again i will just say when such weapons are deployed it's literally earth changing field changing Uh, I did those, did those, did those. Um, Mark and Rixie speaking. Oh. Fellowship of the Benzene Ring. Uh, of that trial and how that happened would be then to the pretenses that that would be unblinded because they'd have to know how to how to hide them they'd have to be they'd have to be unblinded to the fact that whether they were in the placebo or the active arm um john uh oh i forget his name there's a guy that he was on uh, on a joe rogan episode on this um oh i forget his name but um merck itself hid three heart attacks in the clinical trial to the point that the heart attacks in the placebo and in the active arm were essentially equivalent to New England Journal, Journal of Medicine. I might just um, go, go and listen to that. Um, I, I want to make sure that I'm getting to questions. Uh, did that, did that. Uh, why did, uh, did that? Um, let's see. Tried listening. Good for 10 seconds, then buffers. Not my computer. Someone is fucking with the web. Next infrastructure collapse. Grab what you need now. The outage will be quelled. The woke will win. Um, look, man, woke retards are just cannon fodder. They're just cannon fodder, bro. They ain't winning shit. <laughs> uh, still on Bigfoot stories before the balloons. Something fun. I don't know what that means. Um... Brain trust. The hidden connection between mad cow and misdiagnosed Alzheimer's disease. Yes, well, this is why I talk about prions. I try to talk prions. Right. Careful. <laughs> Can you see him crawling up the mic? <laughs> <laughs> um.
Is it true that dementia and Alzheimer's patients all have pre-diabetes or diabetes? No. Uh, let's see. Downer cows are the ones that fall in the farmer's yard. Oh, I see. Um, is this Bill Gates, Jill Bates? I just want to jab everyone. Me and my man of a wife are working hard at the Bill and Melinda <laughs> Gates Foundation to invest and research all the different ways we can make vaccines so we can throw a motherfucking jabathon. I mean, fuck it. Let's turn the entirety of the world's population into motherfucking goo bloods. I'm talking total flesh and goo, walking time bombs just completely juiced up to the gills baits with liquid instantaneous death. So, you know... You should be careful. I got mad syringes, bitch. <laughs> Deep fakes. Brilliant. Um, Jubilin. Thank you. Thank you, Maples. That was the other one I was trying to think of. Uh, let's see. Uh, 7B. That one. Twitter spaces are retarded. Maybe. I, I, it was kind of fun for a little while, but <laughs> you'll just have uh, well, if <laughs> you know what done it in for me? Bitches. That's what done Twitter spaces for me. I was just like, oh man, do they have to just keep going on and on and on? Shut up! <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Maybe accidentally on purpose. <laughs> okay. You can eat those bugs. I ain't eating him. He's been in this room for years. <laughs> Nobody eats them. They don't have natural enemies. Funny. Uh, hunker down. The solar storm begins. Maybe. Maybe. Check that bug for microchips. Yeah. They said Rixie is driving and not speaking. Um, good, good. Let Rixie fucking drive <laughs> right now. Oh, you're fucked. You are fucked. Fuck it. Right. <laughs> they ain't even going to have the decency to loop you up and give you a reach around. Solar storm and impacts. Um, what are we saying that all these fires are solar storms? Is that what he's going? impacts. There were a lot and that could continue today. We'll also see a new resource, but we are starting with the last 24 hours on our star. We had a little break from solar flares and earth-directed CMEs. There is a sizable coronal hole turning towards center disk. The solar wind is finally dying down after geomagnetic storm activity did reach level 3 with KP7 lingering conditions into this morning. We'll have eyes open for more space weather activity, including reverberation storms, which may crop back up today. But right now, let's take a look at some of the events and the huge uptick of potentially related incidents. More pink aurora. We continue 
continue to see these more and more, and their prevalence recently is linked to increased particle intrusion as Earth's magnetic field continues to weaken. We know a grounding fault occurred in the Discover satellite, which caused a glitch in the solar wind readings for a bit when the second CME impacted yesterday morning. We've actually seen several satellite issues recently. IBEX struggled to a considerable degree, and so did MAVEN at Mars. And of course, ICON is still down. Been a more prevalent incident event the last several months. But back to the solar storm. We noted about a 3x increase in electrical fire reports. It's way above normal. Same with electrical glitches and system outages causing delays and service disruptions. More air incidents. This one before the winter storm actually affected the region to any significant degree. There were four volcanoes in Alaska that either had eruptive activity or significant increases in earthquakes within the volcano. And all as the aurora was overhead and deducing currents through the North Pacific arc. More random explosions and fires at chemically related facilities. One nearly triggered a nearby hydrogen storm. Um, blasts in pharma company these are the things that I would be looking out for I'm telling you the holodomor that's coming for you will be one of I think medicines technologies look if if a <laughs> if a solar blast takes out all my PC equipment eh, I'll be sad for a few days I think I can ride that out Right, <laughs> get back, get back to reading some books, I guess. <laughs> Maybe I'll focus on learning some Japanese. But the, the chemical plants being taken out that make what, what would be considered who lists, World Health Organization lists of essential medicines. <laughs> Try life then. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, my tooth and uh, no, uh, no local anaesthetics. <laughs> my mother went to Ireland, nineteen eighty-five, during Macau outbreak. Died of Louis body dementia. Look, man, I grew up in those years. Look, <laughs> in my house, we ate the supermarket brand fucking sausages and burgers right <laughs> just there would be crunchy bits in them etc probably it's got me i don't know i don't know i know i know my mri is 20 years advanced of where it should be brain mri i mean one nearly triggered a nearby hydrogen storage, which would have been very bad. And an engine issue took down an oil tanker in Manila. While we may never know the details of many of these incidents, they are the exact type we'd expect to see during solar storms, and it's amazing how above average their reports were yesterday. Have I watched Mark's stream from two days ago? He's saying the vax doesn't kill. Um, again, I, I spoke to that yesterday. That's a, a bullshit argument, um, because you may as well say that remdesivir helped in the in the maintaining of the uh, of the numbers right and that's a that's a pathway he won't go down so you're either logically consistent in this uh, type of analysis or you'll fail so you know mark mark needs to um put on his analysts uh, hat properly Let's see uh old carolina was pretty insufferable I don't know who that was. Uh, yes, yes, bitches and identity blicks. Yeah, they fucked with spaces. Fuck them. <laughs> uh, Fukuf Gaffer says, uh, 
This is a war zone. This is not a picnic site. Tank battle, air bombard, rockets, missiles. Everything has been hitting here. No bitches. <laughs> Let's see. Um... See, Junior says, if I'm being too harsh, seriously, sorry, but it is a mistake to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Hey, I mean, you could turn that baby into soup, right? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but when someone starts defending the DOD and says that COVID vax is not the reason for excess deaths, I take that as a clue that something is going on. Please understand that most disinfo is based on facts. Yep. Um, so what's going on with Mark? Look, um, I, I, I have nothing but pleasant interactions with Mark. I think a lot of his analysis is critical to, to navigate. I wouldn't know 90% um, of these larger networks without Mark pointing at it. Um, Why would he say that the vaccines are suddenly a viable technology and not part of a, um, what at the moment I think should be identified as a weapon system until proven otherwise? I don't know. I don't know. Things, things could get um, interesting in the... Um, seeding months but you know don't maybe it's something like that hack vectors from all angles there's a quote unquote probably good Mossad all I know <laughs> but uh, look where I'm coming from, I'm just going to engage in a bit of in-group preference <laughs> at this time. <laughs> you would be advised to do the same as well. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, I like this guy. Good luck dealing with good Giga tool. Um, I think Bedouin Bedouin has been on there before, so um, you know it is it is what it is. Um, all right, I think let me just see if anyone has sent or donos. Uh, no, so apart from uh, more cowbell, you are oh. All right, I am out of here. I was going to take a break today, but um, I will uh, see you on the next one. And uh, yeah, take care. God bless. Don't let the uh, the Mossad bite. And uh, yeah, see you in the next one. <laughs> Shit, not that. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these papers. I will fucking kill each fucking pepper. I swear. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they actually saying. Fuck these chapters. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever turn through my fucking blood blood. Never. I will fucking die. Fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lilies. Fuck these motherfuckers! All them five. I like this guy. Send tech 45,000. Turn this. Let up! 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 Let up!